Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell and this is History and Comments for Tuesday, the 21st day of September, 2021, the last day of summer. French by descent and Canadian by birth, except it really wasn't Canada at that time, Louis Joliet is born near present-day Quebec City in 1645. Joliet and priest Pierre Marquette are the first Europeans to explore the upper Mississippi River Valley. Joliet, Illinois is named for him. The Scottish versus English Battle of Preston Pans occurs on this day in 1745. Scottish forces defeat the British in about 30 minutes. Preston Pans is well removed from the Highlands, the area of North and Central Scotland where the Jacobite forces were most powerful, and is closer to the English border. During the Revolutionary War, New York City is one of the prime cities in the colonies, and a reasonable portion of the war took place near there. On this day, the British occupied portions of the city and set it ablaze. Later in the Revolutionary War, Benedict Arnold gives the plans to West Point to the British Army. West Point at this time was not the military academy we know today, but a fort that was first commanded by and named for Arnold. He had risen in the Continental Army to the rank of Major General, but still felt slighted and passed over by the Army. Herbert Arthur Chamberlain Bly is born on this day in 1849. He is a British actor who used the stage name Maurice Barrymore. His greatest legacy might be the acting careers of his children, John, Lionel, and Ethel. He is also the great-grandfather of Drew Barrymore. English writer H.G. Wells is born in 1866, known for his futuristic subjects, and his best-known work may be War of the Worlds, where robotic Martians land on Earth. War of the Worlds is published in 1898, but do not confuse H.G. with Orson Welles. H.G. wrote War of the Worlds, and Orson adapted it to radio in 1938. The two are in no way related. Chuck Jones is born in 1912. Jones was an artist and animator, and like all of the other players in that game, he moved around and crossed paths with them all at some point. Jones was the producer and director for the Warner Brothers cartoons. Watch the credits, and he is there for most of them. His later works include How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Horton Here's a Who. Actor Larry Hagman is born in 1931. We tend to remember him as J.R. Ewing on the primetime soap opera Dallas and forget that he played second to Barbara Eden in I Dream of Jeannie. Leonard Cohen is born near Montreal in 1934. Cohen's music explored a wide array of themes, but all of his repertoire is eclipsed by one song, Hallelujah. Hallelujah is hardly a worship song, yet dances with the themes. Cohen was deeply loyal to his Jewish faith, yet seemed to always explore other paths. If Hollywood has a King Midas, it would be Jerry Bruckheimer, who turns 78 today. He has produced a long list of high-grossing films across a wide spectrum of genres, from Flashdance to Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cops, and the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Richard Childress hardly had the Midas touch as a driver, but has done quite well as a car owner on the NASCAR circuit. Childress is 75 today. Lead guitarist and sometimes songwriter for the Eagles, Don Felder, is 74 today. 
master of the horror novel. Stephen King is 73. King has written 63 novels and hundreds of short stories. Justice masterful, but maybe the polar opposite. Comedian Bill Murray is 71. On a more serious note, Mark Levin, lawyer and political commentator, is 64. Levin began his political career as a legal aide in the Reagan administration. While back in private practice, he became a legal consultant to the Rush Limbaugh show, where he attracted the attention of sometimes guest host Sean Hannity. Today, Levin has his own syndicated television and radio show, and he has also authored a list of books, all in a conservative theme. Country singer and sometimes crossover artist, Faith Hill is 54. Hill is among the most successful artists of all times, selling over 40 million albums. Sandra Day O'Connor is unanimously approved by the U.S. Senate as the first female Supreme Court Justice in 1981. She had been nominated by President Reagan just four weeks earlier. And that's History and Comments. For the 21st day of September, I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.